4: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Give me a call if you've got any questions that are on your mind about anything in the Bible. I'll do my very best to give you a biblical answer. If I can't right away, I'll get back with you. But if you've got a biblical concern, a theological question uh, that you want dealt with on this program, then all you've got to do is call that number, area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. 423 9578 And I do commend my colleagues uh, who are on The other day, uh, on on her regular program, Evangelist Campbell, and with her, her cohort in biblical accuracy, David Anderson, appreciated their program as I listened uh, listened to it as well as you, and I'm good to be here with you today. Now, today, you can call in with any question you want. I don't have a challenge as much as I have a lesson that I feel compelled to uh, express because of a, a program I had maybe a few days ago dealing with the equality between men and women. And so I want to be clear on uh, what I feel the Bible is saying uh, that the place of men and women are, and especially in ministry. That's the most important thing. Uh, Needless to say, one thing that the Bible says for absolutely sure, that men and women are equal. And I tried to point out to one caller that just because one person has a status more than another person does not mean they are not equal in the sight of God. When I was in the military, I had the rank of uh, enlisted man, and airman, uh, finally became a major. And so, therefore, I had a number of people who I had authority over, okay, automatically. Every time they saw me, they saluted. But I was still equal to them. I, the only thing I had was I outranked them in terms of my title and my job. But as men, we were all equal, all equal as Americans. We've got to understand that the role someone plays does not make them of a uh, less equal than someone else that's just a position they have and a function that they have and men and women are equal in the eyesight of god now definitely if it comes down to marriage the man is the head of the home but it needs to be recognized that a woman is a leader also and then we need to talk about all of this thing i'm going to run right at uh, dr john MacArthur. i love dr john MacArthur. i have his books he's a great scholar I disagree with him on just a few points. He's totally orthodox, but there's some things that we disagree on. But I'm going to see him in heaven, I'm sure, and uh, hopefully uh, me and him both will see each other there. Uh, So he's not a heretic by any means, but I do disagree with him on uh, his interpretation of women should not teach, it looks like, in the church at all unless she's teaching children. But I'm going to explain that to you uh, tonight and also be open to your questions and to show you how, uh, you know, Easy it is to call me, even though I may have my own uh, discussion going on. You can do just like Ty from Houston is doing right now. Hello, Ty. Ty, you're on the air. Hey, how about you? How you doing? Real good. So you're calling all the way from Houston, huh? Yes, sir. Then that means that you must be catching us on the Internet, huh?
3: Yes, sir. I'm originally from Detroit, though, so um, yeah.
4: that's All right. You familiar with us then? Well, good to have you. yeah. Yeah, what's on your mind, sir?
3: So I have a question. Um, the other day I was at work and a coworker asked me. She said, "How you doing?" And jokingly I said, "You know, um, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored." So she mentioned. She said, "Well, only Mary was highly favored. You're just blessed and favored." So I just want to get your comments on that.
4: Well, when you said that you were definitely you're blessed, you know that. Mm-hmm. I guess the problem she had was with the highly favored, because all of us are blessed by God by you know being saved and born again. So there's no problem with mm-hmm. that. So if you're not blessed, she needs to show you why you're not blessed. Definitely, you're blessed. Um, uh, so what? The highly favored part is that what she had a problem with?
3: Yeah, she had the part, the uh, problem with the highly favored. Well,
4: what did you mean when you said highly favored?
3: I was just saying, you know, just a just a terminology that you know we use. Oh, blessing am highly favored didn't really mean much by it, but.
4: Well, there's nothing that you said that was. In other words, it depends on your context. Now, if you said, "I'm highly favored," and I'm just like Jesus, I'm an incarnation oh, no, of God. No, no, <laughs> okay, no, nothing right. Like that. If you didn't say that, well, all you were saying, I got a feeling, is the same thing as the rest of us—that we are highly favored because we're born again and saved. Right.
3: And I thought about Ephesians one six, and I, um, I kind of looked it up, um, and just my. You know, looked up some Greek about it. So I couldn't really find anything that, that says that it's unbiblical to use that that phrase.
4: No, it isn't anything unbiblical. It might depend upon the context in which you use it. But if mm-hmm. you use it in the context of us being uh, blessed and favored by God because we're Christians, then that's totally appropriate. So in other words, okay. it's her job. If If you did say something wrong, it's her job to show you, Uh, In fact, that you did, just because uh, Mary was uh, blessed, Bible doesn't say she was the only one uh, that uh, was blessed. So therefore, there's nothing that you said was wrong at all. And goodness, you can find numerous passages in the the Bible where uh, blessings, in fact, are connected to us. Uh, What could we say? Romans uh, 15 uh, at 29, where I, where Paul writes, and this is in, Romans fifteen twenty nine, and I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessings of the gospel of Christ.
3: So, right, Romans so, fifteen twenty nine. Yeah,
4: okay. All through the Bible, we are. What you said is absolutely right. We are simply blessed. Okay. So the thing to do is, if she said only Mary was blessed, then you can show this scripture and others where you find that many people in the Bible are blessed. So, but
3: she was saying that Mary was only, she was the only one highly favored.
4: Well, depends upon what you mean by highly favored. Okay. Yeah. Well, if in, in other words, if we already have our names written in heaven because we're saved, brother, we're highly favored. Amen? Yeah, I'm here. I said, I said, if we already have our names written in heaven, we're highly favored. Isn't that right? That's what I'm saying. yeah all right brother that's all you need all right thank you (laughs) thank you that number to call area code 866-423-9578 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air bible talk with pastor emory moss one key thing in all discussions with people when they say something it's very important to ask them what do you mean by that by that statement what are you talking about right In order to really, and in fact, sometimes when you ask people and you find out what their definition is, then you know how maybe to help them with an answer. Number to call area code 866 423 9578. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss with any question that you have on the table at all. It can be about my subject or it can be different from my subject. As long as we're talking about the Bible on this show, we're doing what we need and what I'm required to do. All right. Is to deal with the word of God. So your questions are welcome. Uh, But let me start into discussing the whole place of women, especially women in ministry. But to do that, let's look at womankind, let us say, in general. Let's go, uh, first of all, uh, where the Bible takes us. Genesis chapter two and verse 18. Right. Now, notice this. Uh, we can talk about ma- male leadership and all that all we want. And that's right. It's true. All right. In terms of it, it's there in the Bible and definitely in the home. It's there. But we got to remember something uh, that Genesis 2 verse 18 tells us that lets us know something that probably we as men don't think about a lot. Where it says in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18, after God, it made man. All right. Put him in the garden. All that. And the Lord said and, and God said it. So, you know, it had to be true. And the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. Okay. So man didn't know it, but he was alone and he needed some help. Right. And the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a help meet for him. Right. So he made a help meet for Adam because he said he recognized that it was not good for man to be alone. In fact, says in verse 19, just to bring home the illustration, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them, and whatsoever uh, Adam called every living creature, there was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air, every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. Might have been a dog there, but talk about dog as a man's best friend. That is not in the Bible. It's not. It's just not in the Bible. So here's what God did. In uh, verse 21, Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, encircle that in your Bible, rib, right? And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Now, notice here. Now, maybe you might think uh, that some make a big deal out of it. I think it's significant, is that women were created out of man, all right? Uh, and here, the symbolism, I believe, is telling, where it says, right, in terms of her creation, uh, That, it says in verse 21, the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Well, why didn't he take a toe bone or a heel bone, okay, or even a knee bone? He took her from his side, and many theologians say, and I agree with them, to show equality, okay, that men and women are equal. They're meant to walk, not the man on top of the woman but they're meant to walk side by side. That takes nothing away from the leadership of men, but men and women are equal, even though in terms of uh, uh, male leadership, there's a place for that. And there's a place also we can see in the Bible for the husband being the head of the home, as long as we don't exaggerate it to think that men are superior to women. If you go that far, you get off into uh, Islam. Probably. Well, that is where they have a view of women that is not the same as the biblical view. That's something we can discuss later. If anyone wants to know, you can ask me more about it. But one uh, thing for sure, uh, men and women are equal and women were created because man needed help. That's what it says. They were created because man needed help. Women are a helper, uh, just as God is our helper in that same sense. Uh, but definitely that has nothing to do with an inequality between men and women. All right. Number to call, area code 866 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Call a neighbor, call a friend, especially if it's a female or a chauvinistic guy who needs to hear this because we're talking about women in ministry today, women in ministry. But at the same time, I'm open to any question or inquiry that you have about the word of God. And the time is a passing. So while these phone lines are open, why don't you give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Right. So some would say, well, you know, the woman ought to listen to the man. Well, that's true. No doubt about it. Okay. And the wife ought to listen to the husband. I've got that. But also there are times. Yes, there are times when the husband And the man needs to listen to the woman. Yeah. Is that in the Bible? I'll show you. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Before we do that, though, let's go to to Sterling Heights and talk to Floyd. Hello, Floyd.
5: Yeah, hi, Pastor. Hi, sir. Uh, Pastor, yeah, hi. I'm calling this evening to uh, address John MacArthur's teaching. My impression... Is different from your what your claim. My okay. impression is that he teaches that women can do anything in the church except be pastors.
4: No, I uh, wish that was all. In fact, uh, yeah, I wish that was all that he said because that's exactly really? where I am. I'm I'm on that page 100. That the, uh, the okay. yeah that the only uh, thing that uh, in the New Testament that it borrows them from is the pastoral ministry. No, he goes a little further uh, than that. Uh, in that saying that uh, the uh, pastoral is out, but he does not think that women can teach at all in the church. In fact, if they do teach, or right. they teach, in other words, they can't meet, uh, teach a mixed group. Uh, for him, women ought to be teaching the children and just the women.
5: All right. Well, I have to listen more closely. I'm a great student of uh, Oh, I am I too. Him. I
4: love him. I have no trouble. And, and in fact, I don't yeah. say this to say he's a heretic. Well, you know, I disagree with him on this, you know, which is not a uh, a deal breaker in terms of heaven. Uh, uh, somebody's wrong. Somebody's right. And we all will regret if we're teaching something that's not uh, as biblical as it should be. But he's no heretic by any means. Uh, also, his view on tongues, which he says he believes in uh, he's a cessationist, believing that tongues are not for uh, today anymore. Uh, which uh, I don't think that everybody should has to speak in tongues to be saved, but I think that it's still a valid gift. But you no, know, he uh, has uh, that view, and he's entitled to it. Uh, but I uh, and I agree with him. If it was just listen, if it was just the pastoral office, me and him were on the same page. I agree
5: with you on what you just said about tongues. I'm 100 percent with you on that. That uh, um, I have spoken in tongues three times in my life, separated by about 50 years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh huh. Uh huh. So. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm on board with yeah, speaking tongues. Now, some people that I know say, oh, yeah, I speak in tongues. I turn it off like a light switch. I think some guy I know says, oh, I pray in tongues all the way to work every day. And I'm thinking, I've never experienced that. My experience was twice when I was 13 years old for about 20 seconds and another time when I was maybe 65 years old for about 15 seconds. But it was absolutely, definitely speaking in tongues. But so I, I don't get these people who say oh yeah turn on and off like a light
4: switch. Well I'll I tell you what definitely I definitely I don't I, I commend you on not believing everything that people tell you because just because people sure. say something does not mean it's necessarily true. Uh, the only yeah, thing right. but we know how to test it we test it by the Bible. Now I do believe yeah. that if a person uh, speaks alone in tongues uh, by themselves you can be edified by it. Uh, without uh, having an interpreter but uh but if you speak it in the church, uh you know first Corinthians fourteen is clear, absolutely clear, there must be an interpreter to interpret it because God says that the congregation gets nothing out of tongue speaking unless it's interpreted to the church that's first Corinthians yes. fourteen, so I never argue with yeah. people on whether they in the car all the way there, spoken tongues or not, uh, what they do there. I said, yeah, okay, God bless you. But what I'm concerned about is when people speak in tongues in the church out loud, and nobody interprets it, and they're allowed to continue on. Okay? That, yeah, that locally, becomes a problem.
5: There's a, uh, somewhat locally, there's a church that uh, used to be affiliated with the uh, Assembly of God, and they change their name. I'm not going to mention their name. It's not the point. Mm-hmm. But I I've, I've go there now and then because my stepdaughter goes there a lot. And so my wife and I go with her once in a while. But over the months, I don't know if I've heard people go on and on and on about speaking in tongues. And there's no interpreter there. I'm thinking, really? You know, um, i got to make a left turn here without smashing up there with me. Oh,
2: <laughs> okay.
5: Yeah. What? Wait a minute. Okay. I'm on a 23-mile road. All right, I made
4: it. All right, be careful, brother. Uh,
5: <laughs> yes. so I, I just heard them go on and on and on speaking in tongues, and there's no one around there tripping I'm thinking, girl, you shouldn't be doing
4: that, you know. Well, well no, what happens know, you, is, you, you, yeah, you're right. But see, what happens is, here's where you're coming straight out of the Bible. And what I can't understand, and this is what bothers me, is now when people believe things, I got that. But when you know that the Bible says something different and you continue to do the opposite thing, that just yeah. shocks me. Because in First Corinthians 14, I'm there right now, it says at verse 26, How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you that has a psalm, has a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, uh, hath an interpretation, let all things be done un- unto edifying. Then this is, cl- this is as clear as can be. This is the word of God. You know, can't change it. Verse 27, if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course. That means in turn, not all together, but each taking it a turn, and let one interpret. Then verse 28, but if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Boom. That's it. I'm with, I'm with you. Yep, I like it. We don't have a choice. That's all what right. the Bible says. Yeah, so th- well, th- thank right, you for I'll that contribution. Yes, sir. All okay. right, th- thank you, I appreciate it. That's what gets me about the church today. Going to take a break, we'll be right back.
6: We're in Guatemala, visiting a very poor community on the top of a mountain, and uh, I saw this little guy, Alberto, Luis Alberto, Uh, he is three years old, and I've got a grandson back at home who's coming up on a year and a half. And so just uh, watching this sweet little guy reminded me a lot of my grandson, and actually he's about the same size as my grandson who's half his age and so i think that speaks to the significance uh, the impact that lack of food and clean water has on these kids really just praying that some of you will feel god touching your heart to make a difference for children like Alberto. $80 food for your water for life for one child. For $320 one-time gift or $27 a month, you can provide that for an entire family through Food for the Poor. Don't you just want to make sure this little guy reaches his full God-given potential? I know I do. 855-849-4673, 855-849-4673, or online at faithtalkdetroit.com.
7: especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports as Laura's story leads us in our worship and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time
1: together.
0: For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword ALASKA.
1: Friday on Truth For Life from Alistair Begg.
7: You want a rule of thumb? Don't do anything in your life that you cannot go straight home and tell your mother about. And if you apply that rule, you will be saved untold
1: headache, heartache to the gazillions. Hear a message from our series called God of the Ordinary, Friday on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg.
3: Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk, Detroit. Johnny hit his
5: knees and there he prayed Take the very breath you gave me Take the heart from my chest
7: I'll gladly take her place if you'll let me Make this my last request
5: Take me out of this world God, please
4: That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Looking uh, at the whole subject of women, uh, equality with men and women in ministry, that's where we'll wind up. Maybe be a while to uh, finish this lesson, but I'm going to complete it for you. I think it's very important to understand what's going on in the uh, in the church today, and uh, Uh, God has, I want to make some statements. First of all, God has no problem at all, no problem with women being in ministry. However, definitely there is a ministry close to them, and that would be the pastoral ministry based on what the Bible says. I think there's no way around that, and that's where we're building. But before we get there, I want to show you all of the things that women can do in ministry. And our focus here especially now is on the all Old Testament as we're looking at uh, the equality between men and women and also the role, let us say, of husband and wife. All of that comes out here. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578 area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss where regardless of what I am talking about, let that not matter to you at all. If you have a subject you want to deal with a question you want to ask me nothing is off topic as long as it's biblical or theological or dealing with church history on this program so all you've got to do is call that number area code 866-423-9578 and there is somebody who will take your call that's marcus he's always ready uh, to get you on in fact he loves to work uh, and so he's he's just watching, watching, watching for a call to come. He'll have you on in minutes, and all the phone lines are open now. So that number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. What you got to say, Marcus? Well, I guess he's freest when you call him. Give him a call at area code 866-423-9578. Now, as we talk about women, um, uh, just as the wife is to listen to the husband, you know, also the husband needs to listen to the wife. Is it biblical? Oh, yeah. Genesis chapter 21. Remember between Abraham and Sarah, right? Uh, Genesis 21, 9 to 12, uh, after Isaac was born, all right? Uh, then we find that Ishmael was there because of the fact that, uh, you know, Sarah opened the door for that to happen. But then uh, when Sarah saw her son being made fun of, there was something that she told Abraham to do. Look here. Genesis chapter 21 and nine. And Sarah saw this the son of Hagar, the Egyptian. Okay, that's the one who bore the, the child in the place of Sarah for Abraham, which which she had been born with Abraham mocking. So, and Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham mocking. So there they were older. And here we see that um, uh, Ishmael was mocking Isaac. Verse 10, wherefore? This is what Sarah said to him. She said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the woman of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. He said, get him out of here. I don't have him embarrassing We have our child now. Get him out of here. Verse 11, And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. Okay? He was grievous about this. These were both his children now, Ishmael and Isaac. And he didn't want to go along with it, seemingly. But at verse 12, Listen to this. And all husbands listen, right? And God said unto Abraham, Be it not grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. In all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Now here, nowhere around it, what we're looking at is the fact that God told Abraham to listen to his wife. And uh, sometimes, even though the husband is the head of the home, don't be a dumbhead. You need to listen to your wife. She may be saying something that is godly for you to pay attention to. All right. So this is what we're looking at here is we're headed for women in ministry, but also want to understand the whole idea of headship and leadership. Uh, just as uh, the husband is the head of the home, also the mother, the wife is a leader in the home. We need to establish all of these things as we head towards our key discussion, which is women in ministry. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Any question you have, anything that's on your mind about the Bible, uh, you can call on this program and talk to me. doesn't interrupt my flow at all, just as Gary in Pontiac is doing right now. Hello, Gary.
0: Uh, Yes, thank you. Um, Thank you for your program. Well, I like to use Friday for prophecy, and I think you give me the opportunity. Do you remember the Bible said there's a city that sits on seven hills, and that God will destroy it? Uh Uh-huh. And do you believe that's literally going to happen?
4: Well, are you talking about Revelation chapter 17? Yes. Yeah, I think that everything that God says is going to happen is going to happen.
0: Okay, the thing about it is there's people saying... um, that the Pope will be the, uh, the false prophet? I don't believe that. Me neither. Okay. Because it, doesn't it say that God will destroy? It sounds like they'll have some kind of holy convocation where all their their uh, bishops and, all, and the Pope and everything's there. Well, so that,
4: that, well, what happens is what we're talking about here. That guy's going to destroy him, right? Yeah, well, what we're talking about is Revelation 17, verse 14, uh, yeah. verses of 4 to, to 6. I'm are trying to find out how you believe that. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we first we need to look at the text, right, where it says, and the right. woman, because that's what uh, this is described as. We're talking about mystery Babylon here. And the right. woman was arrayed in purple color uh, and decked with gold and precious stones Uh, And pearls having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication and upon her forehead was a name written mystery Babylon the great mother of harlots and abominations of the earth and I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus and when I saw her I wondered with great admiration so this is the beast we're talking about and of course it's going to be uh, destroyed. Uh, And uh, In fact, the first uh, one to attack her, though, that will attack this system, if you keep reading, you find out it's the Antichrist because the Antichrist has to destroy Mystery Babylon, which is all of the religions getting together and uh, saying that you can worship any God you want. He's going to destroy it because he wants everyone to worship him as God. Uh, And I would say this, that this isn't just the uh, Roman Catholic Church here. Uh, The Roman Catholic Church is a part of it, but also this embodies some Protestant groups also who opened the door too much and started uh, getting into this uh, religious syncretism, Gary, which says, uh, regardless of who you worship, it doesn't matter. The Bible says, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me, John 14 and 6. So you're right, it's going to be destroyed. Uh, but and, and we're living in a time when we see Mystery Babylon slowly but surely coming together. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, you see how easy that is. You see how Gary could just call in, deal with this question, and I'm right back dealing with what's on the table for today. So any call you have, if you have a theological question, You can uh, call. We've got all the time in the world to deal with the subjects that you have. And at the same time, to look at this all-important issue of women in ministry. Now, in terms of authority, the husband and wife, husband being the head and, you know, the woman being submissive. Yes. Yeah, there's a place for that. Definitely in Scripture. We're going to get there. But also, we need to recognize this. The woman must have authority in the family, in order for it to be a biblical marriage and a biblical relationship, right, women must have authority in the family. Why? Because the Bible says so. Not just my opinion, the Bible. Proverbs chapter 1, right, and verse 7. Proverbs 1 and 7 where it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Then verse 8, my son, hear the instruction of thy father, listen to this, My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Notice that. The children are to be raised to recognize both the authority of the mother and the father. Woe be to the couple who allows the father to have so much authority that the kids only listen to him and not the mother. Or if it's the other way around and you've got the big mama syndrome where everybody's listening to the mama and not t- listening to the father. Okay? They should listen to both and both should be authority figures. Anything else other than that is a violation of what we see in Proverbs chapter one, verse eight. Okay? The law of the father and the law of the mother. Now, you're talking to a pastor who has some experience. And I can tell you, I've seen homes where the father had all the authority okay, and the mother had hardly any at all. And so all of the kids respected dad, but they did not respect mom. And it's especially troubling when uh, the the boys are there, got sons, and the sons respect dad, but they don't respect mom. And some mothers who say, you know, the, uh, the boys are acting up at home, and then the mother says to them, well, when your father gets home, I'm going to tell him, and he's going to tear you up. And they cringe. Uh, but when she's around, they do nothing. No, no. Listen, I was just as afraid of my mother and my father. In fact, I was more afraid of my mother. She didn't know when to quit. But the bottom line is, I remember a guy. That's who it was in his, in his household. He was the disciplinarian. The mother was not. And when he died, when he died, those boys did not listen to a thing the mother said because she never was given authority over them. Okay. It's got to be the law of father and mother. Definitely the husband is the head, but the wife is not subordinate in that sense. She is a leader as well. Okay, very important. Number to call area code 866 423 9578. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight 423 9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any question you have about the Word of God is welcome here. All you've got to do is call. If it's not on topic, that's all right. You can change the subject. I like to talk about everything, anything you got that's biblical, whether it's tongues or prophecy, whatever it is about the Word of God, just give us a call. We do not get enough calls uh, on this program. OK, we can get more. So all you guys guys have to do is call and also let you know that I do pastoral counseling. I'm a pastoral counselor and I give pastoral marriage counseling, dealing with family problems, things of that nature. Some people just come to see me, make appointments to see me to talk about theological difficulties that they have in their life. Yeah. They come to talk to me about that and uh, to see if uh, something they're reading in the Bible or some, even what they're being taught in their church to check and see if it's okay. All the people who come to see me, it's confidential. Uh, You don't have to. There's no certain price that I charge. I just take donations. But you can definitely schedule to see me on weekdays by calling area code 313-933-9270. That's area code 313-933-9270. And talk to uh, the uh, secretary there, Elmira and she'll be good, good to give you an appointment to see me. My appointments are on Wednesday, and all you got to do is come, and I'll be waiting for you with any problems you have uh, that you need counseling on or any biblical discussion that you might want to engage me in. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Let's go to Tim in Sterling Heights. Hello, Tim.
7: Hey, what's up, Pastor?
4: What's up, Tim?
7: Well, you know, I'm just thinking back when I was growing up in the old household there and if I ever disobeyed my mother and got the wait till your father gets home thing, Uh holy smokes. So we better respect, I mean, respect went even further than that. You know, the authority of mom was paramount and if dad had to get involved because I didn't listen to mom, Uh you know, that, that showed the authority there. Dad, then mom, but you made it very clear so, that we so, were to listen to our mother. All right.
4: So you mean to tell me that your mother, she, uh, she didn't hit you, but she just waited for daddy to come home, huh?
7: Oh, no. She hit me. Oh, okay. It got to the point where I, you know, she was that frustrated and I was that disobedient. Uh-huh. It was, it was uh, okay, I gave you a chance to listen to me. Now you get to deal with your father when he gets home.
4: <laughs> listen, I wish yeah, I had it. So she... I, I wish I had it as good as you. When I'm...
7: Oh, man. <laughs> My, when my dad took over, boy, I, I still no. got the marks.
4: Listen, my father didn't have to I'm do – I didn't have to do nothing because by the time my mother was finished with me, when my father yeah, came in, yeah, he just yeah. took a look. He said, okay, you got him again, didn't you? He tore us up. Oh, yeah, I'm my
7: my point. dad was very few times had to get involved because he made it very clear that we were to listen to my mother, and she had authority in that household.
4: Yeah, my – my mother, you know, my mother and, never um, told me. She never said, wait till Daddy got home. All she did was say, go out oh, there and cut me one of them big rose bushes, uh, bush stickers right there and come back with it. So I, can get yeah, you. I,
7: I had to do that once. I had to pick a. I caught the kitchen on fire when I was like five.
4: You sound like me, brother. And, you sound like me.
7: Yeah, and uh, my dad was a little upset about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> We had three weeping willow trees in the back, uh-huh. and I had to go pick the switch I was going to get spanked with.
4: That's that, Yep. Yeah. You must have been in my family. A
7: long <laughs> walk for a five-year-old. And was, you know, Mom and Dad are in the house watching, looking out the window, just laughing it up. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in the tree going, well, that want to break my spine. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, well, it sounds like you. Anyway,
7: yeah, but going, get, getting on the circus side of things, I have some friends mm-hmm. um, that... They were the almost dictatorship, and I'm like, dude, this is not even close to God-like. I mean, the mother couldn't even—I mean, the wife couldn't even open the mail. Yeah,
4: yeah, I mean, that, that's the kind were, of it was. Yeah, it well, was bad. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. And uh, and thank you for that comment, Tim. I got to move on. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about where this thing gets out of hand. That definitely the mother has authority just as the father does. Got to take a break. Gonna be right back.
8: I like people. It's why I got into HR. And I like liking people. So even when Kate drops a thousand resumes on my desk, or when three new hires start on the same day, I don't stress. I've got it covered with Bamboo HR, the easy-to-use HR software platform that makes it easy to manage our people data so I can focus on people and not on processes. For hiring, Bamboo HR's applicant tracking software keeps us ahead of the competition by making it simple to evaluate and hire the best applicants. And automated onboarding tools means less forms and more time to create better first days. Plus, Simple tracking for employee work hours, paid time off and benefits, along with world-class employee performance and appraisal software. Add it all up, and no matter what the day brings, I still really, really like people. Sign up for a free trial at BambooHR.com HR. That's BambooHR.com HR. BambooHR.com HR.
1: Our campaign to bring life-saving food and water to suffering families in Guatemala continues here on FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. My name is Todd. I'm with Food for the Poor. When we started our campaign in January, we had a list of about 52 families desperate for life-saving food and water. And so far, you've responded beautifully. So many people giving gifts of all different sizes. So far, about 21 families have had that miracle of food and water provided, but we are not done yet. And you are still needed. 32 families remain on our list. Incredibly, just a $27 monthly gift can provide one suffering family, a family of four, with food for a year and Water for Life. comes through a local pastor, local feeding ministry, so it's always wrapped in the gospel of Jesus. If you'd like to be a part of this, could you call right now and give your best gift? $27 a month feeds one family. 855-849-4673. Or you can give online at faithtalkdetroit.com.
0: Every.
4: That number to call. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. We've got someone in Michigan and Dave from Roseville. field both of you, hang on. Let's go to talk to someone in Michigan. How you doing? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Oh yes.
9: Um lord i i did, i wanted to remain anonymous i just wanted oh, sure. to ask a question please- uh-huh. um it's not on the same thing um if you don't mind
4: no not at all
9: but i wanted to and tell me, let me know if there's feedback because i'm trying to um not get any feedback. okay my husband and i are both saying okay right okay um the problem is that he believes in mine a lot i don't I have searched the scriptures. I have even talked to a couple of people at church, and I'm not finding even very me And I've been doing this for so long, and I'm just not in agreement. Okay. And I've even asked the Lord that if He is okay with this, please let me win it. But I'm just not in agreement, and I want to know.
4: Okay, now, uh, you are breaking up. You said I know that you said that he's gambling, right? Well,
9: he plays the lottery. To me, it's gambling. He doesn't gamble.
4: You say he doesn't feel like it's gambling. Correct. What? So, what does he? He plays the lottery. Yes. That's gambling. Exactly. Yeah.
9: But I'm trying to find out: Am I wrong as the wife to be in opposition?
4: No, so, you're not. No, you're not. You're not wrong to be in opposition to him. If he's wrong, he's wrong. Just like if your husband was lying or stealing or the wife was lying or stealing, you have a right to be or doing anything wrong. that it was biblically wrong, you have a right to oppose it. Now, whether that's going to change him or not, but definitely you have a right to oppose it uh, and to re- withdraw yourself from that practice. Now, everybody in the Bible is trying to find the uh, thou shalt not gamble scripture. Uh, but uh, what they're trying to do when they say that is find an excuse to continue gambling. Because the Bible is very clear. In First Timothy chapter 6. This is all that you need actually. Where it says in verse 6. This is First uh, Timothy 6 and 6. This is the big anti-gambling scripture by the way. It says but godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. It says for we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain that we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment. Uh, let us be therewith content. Then verse 9, which I think is the key anti-gambling scripture. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. There is only one reason why people gamble or play the lottery. You don't play the lottery to put bread and food on the table. Uh, To pay for your college tuition people uh, it's advertised this way and people do it for only one reason that is to get rich. Okay, and that is why it's condemned here verse 10 for the love of money is the root of all evil. That's talking about the love of money not using money money in itself is not the sin, but the love of money is the root of all evil which some men coveted after They have eared from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So I agree with you. We can only pray. But no, you have a right to be in opposition to anything that's wrong.
0: Okay.
4: All right. 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 Thank you. Appreciate your call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Jonetta, Dave, Harold, hang on. We'll be right back.
10: This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. President Trump's election year State of the Union address struck a different tone from his previous major speeches, an adjustment well-crafted to connect with shifts in the national mood. The president did not mention impeachment, never came across as aggrieved or defensive, instead exulting in real accomplishments of his first three years while honoring admirable Americans that his team had assembled in the galleries. This warmer, more optimistic approach reflected a remarkable Gallup poll showing increased confidence in the nation's direction. In rating the overall quality of life... A remarkable 84% called themselves satisfied, while, by a margin of 3 to 1, respondents felt satisfied at the opportunity to get ahead by working hard. If the president continues to work hard himself to promote and reflect this sunny mood, he can help ensure his re-election and build a foundation for a successful second term. I'm Michael Medved. Sponsored by ADF,
1: Alliance Defending
10: Freedom.
11: As the body of Christ, we are called to care for the least of these, for the orphans, the widows, and the most vulnerable. In our world today, we are facing the greatest refugee crisis since World War II. There are almost 25 million refugees worldwide looking for safety, security, and a second chance. If you're like me, you may feel troubled by the suffering that's happening around the world, but you don't know what you can do. At Bethany Christian Services of Southeast Michigan, we have a tangible way you can help by becoming a refugee foster parent. These teens from Africa, South Asia, and Central America all need a home. They are fleeing persecution, human trafficking, abuse, neglect, and war, alone, without their families. The problem is, we have a severe shortage of home for these youth. Is this something you could do? Would you consider opening your heart and your home to one of these teens to help them start a new life? To learn more, call 248 414 40 or visit Bethany.org slash Refugee Foster Care.
6: Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you.
4: That number to call, area code, 866-423-9578. Might be hard to get through now because all of our phone lines are full. But Janita, Suzanne, Dave, Harold, we're going to try to get to all of you. We're going to go to Dave in Roseville. What's on your mind, Dave?
0: Oh, Pastor, I just had a quick question. A lot of mental health issues today. Yes. I was curious if you had an opinion. If uh, schizophrenia and paranoia, if they had to do with the spirit or was more just Uh, more had to do with the soul and not a spiritual issue.
4: Well, let's put it this way. It has to do with what is a a psychiatric disorder, Uh, and it has a physical component even. Uh, So uh, definitely I would have to say that it's not anything to do with the demonic. Now, of course, it's going to affect your body, soul, and spirit to a degree. But, of course, if you're mentally ill, then there's things that you don't have control over and God is not going to condemn you for something that you don't have control over. But uh and then we need to recognize if something can be treated by medicine, then it's not demonic. Okay? If medicine and uh it helps it or alleviates it, then we know that it uh it has a physical component. Okay? So we got to be careful. Mental illness and demon possession are different things. Right,
5: right, right. Okay, I just uh, was curious of your opinion. I appreciate it,
4: okay? All right, yeah, you can find it in the Bible. You can find where the Bible makes a clear difference between sickness, including, in fact, in the Bible it uses the word lunatic to describe those. That was the ancient uh, conclusion they came to. They believed that the moon uh, impacted the rationality of man. And to be honest with you, even today, Uh, scientists have said that the moon does have some influence upon our bodies in some kind of strange way. Not that it goes uh, to the extent that the ancients thought, but that's what lunatic meant was psychiatrically ill, but not demon possessed. All right, let's go to uh, Jonita in Detroit. Hello, Jonita.
2: Hi. Hi. I have a couple of questions for you. Sure. Uh, My first one is, uh, my younger nephew, he's involved with some group called the Black Israelite. Need I'm to, the true Israelite, and he seems like he's mad. You need
4: to get him out of it if you can. In fact— but, uh, it,
2: What is this, some kind of cult? Because he's absolutely, like Oh, my goodness. Absolutely.
4: They believe that they're the true Jews. Okay? That's what they and believe. And
2: everybody else is wrong.
4: Everybody mm-hmm. else is wrong. And so unless you are a uh, a black Hebrew Israelite, then uh, you're not pleasing God. Okay? Uh, so that, oh, boy. That okay, confused. the
2: uh, Uh Thank you. I'm going to stick with him. The other one is uh, I have a nephew that's deaf. Do you know any churches within the metro Detroit area uh, that has like a deaf ministry with their church? Because, you know, he can go to church, but if he's not really getting the word, you know, he needs somewhere, a church that's signing. I'm looking for a church.
4: To be honest with you, we're going to be starting it soon.
2: Oh, really? Yep. Strictly Biblical will be
4: having a sign ministry there soon. In fact, probably within uh, a month, we'll be doing it.
2: Oh, good. Well, I'll certainly be up there with him, and I thank you.
4: Okay, thank you very much. Appreciate your call. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to um, uh, Harold in Madison Heights. Hello, Harold. Hi. How you doing? Real good, buddy. Um, I uh,
0: I've been um, taught um, from God to uh, to learn proverbs, and um, I went across Proverbs eighteen, and I want to know what your expert is. It says a man who isolates himself. Seeks his own desire; he rages against all wise judgment. What is exactly does that mean? I've been puzzled for the last five years. Well,
4: what that means is that you, if you want wisdom, you know, you kind of need to be with others. Yeah. That you, in other words, the Bible talks about learning. Yeah. And so, learning is a community kind of experience. So that's why it's saying right. that you need uh, for wisdom. It's helpful to be surrounded around around wise men because you're at uh, Proverbs. I mean, yeah, Proverbs 18. And which verse did you say?
0: uh
4: 181. Yeah. Yeah, so, so a
0: man a man isolates
4: himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad because that lets you know it's a, through desire a man have Oh, but this is different. It says through desire a man having separated himself seeks an intermeddleth with all wisdom. Yeah. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, is it yeah. Is, that, is, that a, um, is that kind of like pride, like the person no, that I want no. to buy from? No, because it's not pride. No,
4: this is a good thing. If you want wisdom, you have to desire it, first of all, and separate yourself to seeking wisdom from others through literature. In other words, you must be willing to separate yourself from that which is frivolous and give yourself to serious study.
0: Oh, okay. Because I, I, have a brother that, um, that he does, he just, he just isolates himself. And you, and you tell him some of these things, and he just abunks it because uh, he's, on no. own, his own it, way. It and doesn't that's tell you. No, at. it's
4: not telling you to isolate yourself. It says, through desire, a man having separated himself seeks and intermeddleth with all wisdom. That's not separating yourself from people. That's separating yourself so that you can get wise, read, study, but not isolation from people necessarily.
0: Oh, okay. Because that, that's been that's been bugging me for the last for the last five years.
4: Well, brother, you got it now. Well, what- okay. Uh, gonna go to Suzanne. Suzanne, what's on your mind? Hello, Suzanne. Yes, 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 uh Thank you. I hope you're doing well. Yes.
5: Yes, I just had a question. I have a neighbor friend. He thinks he believes that the children should be first before the wife.
4: <laughs>
5: I don't think that's right. No,
4: and I uh, tell him to uh, show where that is so in the Bible, that the children come before the wife. Uh, tell him, uh, the Bible. Yeah. The, what the Bible says is that the man needs to love his wife like he loves the church. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that the uh, children come before the wife. It doesn't say that. That's what I thought. Right. Yeah, so. read e- Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 22 down to verse 25, especially where it says in 25, husband, love your wives and uh, show that to him. Okay, that makes a lot of
5: sense to me. Thank you so much. You Have a good night.
4: All right, thank you. Appreciate your call and the calls of all of you. Had a lot of callers on this program uh, tonight. Did you guys notice how you could call me and get your questions answered and at the same time deal with my topic? We got it going on. So I look forward to seeing you again next time. Remember, if you want this program to keep going, send donations to P.O. Box. That's PO Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan 48205. Remember our Monday night Bible study. Remember our Sunday service where we're talking about the uh, dilemma of Elijah. I preached part one of this last Sunday. I'm going to finish it up. Okay, you want to be there with your Bibles in your hand because you need a Bible when you come to a church that's called strictly biblical. This is Pastor Moss. God bless you. We'll see you next time.